0: This episode is sponsored by our very limited time and free training, three strategies to jumpstart your junior developer career, specifically designed for moms. In this free training, I'll cover the strategies necessary to become a junior full stack developer, including the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention, the steps to skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me live for the three strategies to jumpstart your junior developer portfolio. Sign up at uartechy.com slash dev, that's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y dot com slash D-E-V. I'll see you there. Thanks so much for being here today. I look forward to talking to you about the topic of taking care of yourself. I know the topic of the title of this podcast is Taking Care of Others, but I don't want to bury the lead here. The most important part about taking care of others starts with taking care of yourself. And I think this is a really challenging topic for most moms and women out there. But let me start by explaining why this is so important and why it's getting in the way of you becoming the person you want to be and getting hired in the job you want to get hired for. Now, (laughs) to say I'm not an expert in this topic is a gross exaggeration. I love exhausting myself to the point of collapse In the name of sacrifice, however misguided it may be, my life of being an entrepreneur with four children while being pregnant definitely gives me a lot of experience with this topic. So as I'm called to take care of others every waking hour of the day, I want to share what I've learned about what's effective and what's not, even if I'm not always the perfect implementer of this. The big takeaway here is that I am unable, unqualified, and ill-equipped to take care of others if I do not take care of myself first. I love that I'm working on this topic today, which was already pre-planned, and I had a night last night where I was basically just done. Something the kids to bed early, hubby was out of town. And there was nothing left in the gas tank. And it just is such a great reminder of how when I was completely depleted, there was nothing left for anyone else. So we all just went to bed. And you know what? My kids loved me and hugged me and they understood that mommy was just done. And in the morning, they still were happy to see me. So I think it's an important thing to note that perfection is not an achievable goal. And it's just not something that's desirable. It pretty much just doesn't fit with life. So why is it so important to take care of ourselves? And why do we as moms struggle with that so much? I think it's so important because we ultimately are responsible for the person that we want to become, that we're striving to become. And we might be inclined to blame our kids or our spouse or even our boss, but the reality is that we are responsible for ourselves and our goals. Now, let me ask you this. When I mentioned taking care of yourself, what came to mind? Did you think of a pedicure, drinking a glass of wine, getting a massage, maybe taking a bath? Because none of those things are going to quite get the job done when it comes to taking care of yourself. It's true that we need to tend to our basic needs sleeping, eating, roof over our head, foundational health and wellness. But what I'm talking about here requires becoming a better version of yourself. That's actually what you're doing when you're looking to get hired or level up. It may not feel like that all the time, but you have to become that next version of yourself first, and then the results follow. Let me explain. I know it's really challenging to put ourselves first when there are so many demands on our time, but that's exactly what you must do To become the next version of yourself so you can achieve the results you're after. And you want to achieve those results because you know you're called for something bigger than what's happening right now in your life. And that doesn't mean that what's happening right now in your life is awful or horrible. It just means that without progress, you start to stagnate, and life is much more interesting with progress towards. goal. And that's why you're here. That's why you're learning what you need to learn to level up or get hired or create your portfolio. Something is calling you to do that and you need not neglect your children in order to achieve that goal. In fact, your children will benefit from seeing you succeed, from seeing you work hard for something and achieve a goal. It might feel selfish or even indulgent to journal for 10 to 15 minutes a day. But let me tell you, it is not. Please journal. Please clean up your thoughts. Your friends and family will thank you for it, even if they don't know what you've done behind the scenes. Because when you clean up your thoughts, you will speak with clarity. And if you don't, If you ramble on, those around you are suffering even if they can't identify exactly why. And that is going, that rambling or lack of clarity is going to come out one way or another. But by investing in just a little bit of time into yourself up front every day, you'll benefit all those around you by being a more thoughtful and considerate person when you speak And, and this is crazy, but it's true, you will be more patient when other people are unable to speak with such clarity. How great is that? Now, what does this have to do with getting hired or leveling up in tech? How can you take care of yourself and have that benefit others? Shouldn't you serve others first? Here's the problem with that. Other people do not care about your long-term goals. They're not mean. They're more concerned with their own goals or more likely their short-term pain, especially our kids. But if all we do is tend to our children's or other people's short-term needs. We're robbing ourselves and our kids of the ability to develop long-term success. If you think about answering every phone call, every text message, every notification in your social media before you do your goals, before you put forth effort on what you want to achieve. That will never get done. If you just, I just need to clean up all this stuff and then I'll get to it. I just need to answer everyone else's needs first. You won't get to your own goals, okay? So I wanna talk about short-term pain for long-term gain, which is my 10-year-old just talked about this at the dinner table, so I'll have to make sure to show this to her. Um, She's wise beyond her years. So this short-term pain for long-term gain concept, like I know inherently we buy into it, Because let me give you the example of a toddler crying, okay? So with a baby crying, you might quickly and efficiently go to the baby. You may not, and no judgment there either. But once that baby becomes a toddler, so she's two or three, you as a mom, you know that running to her every time she makes a peep is bad for her right? It's not about you and your inconvenience, while it may be inconvenient. You know that if you do that, you're not teaching her the right things. It's not going to help her grow into the independent and thoughtful child who can cope with a little bit of adversity. And as a diligent parent, we learn what cries are, this is a serious cry, and what cries are just, I just want attention because I feel like it, right? So we go through the checklist, like, has she eaten? Has she had enough sleep? Does she need to go potty? Is she really hurt? We go through our mental checklist of true needs, and then we decide if it's something to act on or not. We allow a little bit of short-term pain in our children if they're struggling to do something. Maybe they're trying to figure out a toy. We're not going to go fix it for them every time because it hurts them. And we have to endure some short-term pain with our toddler. We have to listen to the crying or the whining and teach them that the long-term gain strategy of independence is more important. And we are teaching them that. That's the job of a parent. Because what do we ultimately want? We want our children to be independent. And we personally want to be great examples to them of a life well-lived. And to do that, we have to make many, many short-term pain sacrifices. We have to put time into our own development. We have to tell our kids no. We have to tell our friends and family no. But the thing is, we can feel great about that if we also put time on our calendars to say yes to them. We're not going to put our head down for 10 years and then pick our head up and say, "Okay, I've made it. I've hit success. Now I can give you attention." No. Now, my husband had a professor at his college orientation for his MBA, and he told the students something great that I still remember, which this was a long time ago, but it was an important point. And he did um his MBA at the University of Chicago, which is a crazy amazing school. And he did it part-time while working. So it's just a really, it's called the Executive MBA. It's a really intensive program, okay? And he told these students, what you're embarking on is going to be one of the most difficult things you've ever done. And so my advice to you is when you are here, be here. When you are home with your families, be home. It will be hard to balance work and school and family, so don't. Just be present where you are and you're going to do just fine. I love that advice. Decide ahead of time what you will do and where you will be, and then be present with that experience. Be present with your children when you are with your children. Be present with your spouse when you are with your spouse. Be present with your work and not worrying about your children when you are with your work. And that does not matter if you are being paid for that work or you are investing time in yourself to learn to eventually achieve a job. That's an important part. That when you're learning, that's not selfish. That's absolutely an investment in the future you. Now, those of you with toddlers, you likely think I'm crazy because... Your time does not feel like your own, but I had many toddlers and I'll be having another one in the not too distant future. So let me tell you some of the strategies that worked for me. It's imperfect. I get it. But I used nap times and bedtimes, which were non-negotiable at my house. Okay, sleep, don't sleep, but you're in your room. And I made times on the weekends and evenings where my spouse would watch the kids. And if you're thinking that my spouse has an advantage over yours, I assure you that back then when he was doing his MBA and traveling, he did not. Okay, it was not easy. I might have to, well, when I would have babies, pump and then leave. And it felt so much harder to leave for one or two hours than to actually do the work. Okay, but I always felt better after I did. You may have to hire a babysitter or the kids. It's time to send them to preschool. And there are many other creative ideas. Maybe you can ask. You can do a babysitter exchange or ask a friend or a parent to help out for one, you know, one specific time. There are so many creative ideas to get your work done. If you remember that this is an investment on you, it's not selfish. It's how you become that example for your kids that is so important for their development. Yours as well, but their development. So how do we become that? How do we become that next version of ourselves so that we're ready for the results of getting hired or leveling up or becoming a person who earns income in a tech field? By committing to the long haul goal one day at a time, one hour at a time, do it every single day. Now, this isn't just a good idea or a romanticized aphorism. You can do it. It's actually rooted in learning theory of spaced practice, that if you do something again and again over time, that is how you become a master. Cram it all into one day, not so much. So what are we afraid of? Let's be honest, okay? What I'm saying sounds very kind of straightforward and simplistic, but I've got, I'm thinking about my students right now and I know how challenging it is. What are we really afraid of? We're really afraid of not following through or not showing up or worse, of showing up and then not being enough in the end. I did all the work and it didn't work out. Do you ever feel like that? Like you're going to put in all this time and what if it doesn't work? I'm here to tell you that won't happen. There is no all the work. There's just daily practice, getting better and better at your craft and getting better and better at building your network and the people around you to support you. And then there's getting hired. And you just commit to doing it every day until. Every day until the result is so real you can taste it, until the result is done. And I know it feels like this enormous leap, but by committing to yourself every day, you are guaranteeing your future success if only you stay in the game. You stay in the game of investing in yourself daily. Now, I want to wrap up with. How does this benefit our kids? Let's just end here, okay? Because at the end of the day, we know that being the best mom we can be and benefiting our children and heck other children around the world, being an example for them for what's possible. I mean, being a woman in tech is a big deal. The stats are somewhere around 18 to 21%. That is a big hill to overcome. So you are a great example to your children and to others. But how does it benefit our kids? I want to tell you a personal story. My mom went back to college when I was little, like, I don't know, maybe one. And she went part-time for basically the majority of my childhood. And it was a tuition we, we really couldn't afford, okay? It was a hardship for us. And she thought of stopping many times because she felt guilty taking family resources for her. That's how she would say it. But my dad told her, in one year, you'll make back all this money. It's worth it. Just keep going. And you know what she did? And she became an elementary school teacher. She's phenomenal. Of course, they loved her, her second and fourth graders. When I think back to her working through school, remember, I was the child. I remember all of that positively. I don't ever feel like that was a neglected part of my life. She would test out her projects with me. She'd bring me to daycare at the college while she went to class. And I loved playing with the other kids. One of them, such a good friend. She read at my wedding. And if you ask me, hey, what did your mom do? I would say she was a stay-at-home mom. And then she was a teacher. But you know, it wasn't overnight, not by a long shot. It was basically over a decade of my life. But isn't it interesting that I today work with stay-at-home moms getting back into the workforce? Far from my mom being selfish, oh, now I'll get emotional, she, she was the example of what so many women struggle with today. Am I doing right by my family? Am I a good mom? Who's better, a stay-at-home mom or a working mom? Neither. Both. Whatever path works for you. But the time she put in was worth it for her to become the person she was meant to be. And that was the example that I needed. Your kids deserve to see you as that person, and say, that's my mom. I'm so grateful you came by today. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the You email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y dot com. I'll see you next time.